<clears throat> Welcome to Harley Initiated Live. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, here with another episode of my co-host, Ryan Ketchins. Listen, I, I want to salute the Harley Initiated platform because the recruiting has been tenacious. Tenacious. Yeah, we getting on, only the top guests for the initiates, only the best. Because this brother can actually say for himself, I probably text this brother every three to four weeks <laughs> for the man. last eight months <laughs> relentlessly. Like, you know, it's it, it even got kind of embarrassing when, like, you just see your messages for, like, the last few. Right, right, looking real thirsty. And I was like, should I send this one? It kind of was even getting cringy. I'm like, oh, I don't care. I got to follow up. Ah! <laughs> and we finally made it happen in here. We are rocking with Atlanta's own. Yes, Change Church, where you at? We have found a brother here, Dr. Pastor Darius Daniels in the building. Welcome What's up? back to Harley Initiated Live. What's up, fam? Man, listen, I appreciate the follow-up. I need it, man. Listen, <laughs> I need it. It's been crazy, crazy, crazy. But, man, I'm glad to be back. I was here a yeah. while ago. Is that long ago? It's like eight months? It was last it's, November, I think. I feel longer than that. What, when no. the last? I think it was last It November. was about a year ago, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It was about year a year ago. ago. Full a circle moment. Yeah. But, yo, to see what is happening with the platform and we were talking offline about how the pivot y'all are making the people y'all made the people y'all are reaching man this is great i'm glad to be a part yeah. I'm looking forward to tonight. Let's yeah, see. We, we we changed, Dr. Darius. Yeah. <laughs> we wholesome now. Hey, yeah. Absolutely. Y'all told me it's like we, we don't make a pivot. I thought you was making like a slight pivot. Yeah. Y'all, y'all made a hard pivot. Yeah. 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 yeah nah, we had we had like a little, it was like a white hoodie. That was a little dark brown, but we didn't got it. <laughs> got it we didn't got it cleaned off. It's just, it's still a couple stains on it now. Hey, hey leave that. Leave that. <laughs> leave that. We need a little bit of that. You know, and, and I want people to know too, because I see a lot of comments. I'm in the comments, y'all. I see what y'all thinking. And, you know, I want to let y'all know this is not, I would say, a Christian's only platform, guys. But we have been very serious about making sure we bring spiritual leaders on the platform because we talked to Dr. Darius about this a while ago and we've done it because we had a lot of in the past perspective on the platform but we wanted to, to transition from less perspective and more principle especially in the conversation of relationships mm. because we already got too much perspective so bringing, <laughs> br bringing, bringing brothers up like yourself is really going to help bring some foundational topics two relationships because that's really where we at right now in the state of relationships and the fact that the matter is what we what we're seeing and we're doing some thorough investigation dr darius and what we're seeing is that it seems like and you let let me know it seems like it's going to be extremely challenging to have a successful relationship without some level of spiritual foundation yeah 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 100 like i don't know how to tell somebody to do it without a strong spiritual foundation now, I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> I get yeah. it. You know what I mean? Because here's the thing, man. I'm going to tell you something. Like, there's no such thing as a broken relationship. A relationship is really like a construct. It's not a real thing. It's two people. Somebody in it is broken. And that breaks, per se, the construct of a relationship. So a relationship... In and of itself, the quality of it is going to be going to be based on the maturity level, the open mindedness, the evolution of the people in it. And a lot of that involved like growth requires correction. Some of that correction need to be self-correction. 
Mm-hmm. Right, a lot right. of that correction. <laughs> a lot of that correction. Right, because if not, it's like I'm always. If I'm always like, "Yo, can you change this? Can you stop that? Can you what? What does that feel like? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so a lot of that self correction comes on a spiritual journey. Mm. And so that's why, like, I wouldn't even be with any. I mean, I don't plan on going anywhere with my wife, but I wouldn't be with anyone who wouldn't self correct. That's exhausting. Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> that's real work is it is it even possible because i mean we're, we're these growing changing evolving people at you know through every stage i mean we talking about how we didn't change since the a year of you know working with you last time and i can't imagine trying to spend a lifetime with somebody that ain't really looking to self-correct evolve and roll with the punches i can't see that but let's talk to the people today, too, in particular, because I hear this phrase that's used a lot, used in the chat, used in the comments, used online. And I want you to help us bring some clarity to what this is, because I hear a lot of women and even men say that they want to find a soulmate. Yeah. They want a soulmate. And I don't even know if we really know what we're talking about. I think some people <laughs> use it synonymously for partner. Yeah. For man. Yeah. Dude. Husband, whatever it might Just mean. Anybody to love them. Anybody to love Ultimately. them. Ultimately, yeah. But w- I don't know if that's really accurate. So let's bring some clarity to it. Even if, if we could start just by giving us a high-level overview of what you would define as a soulmate, how would you define that? So one, let me say this. I believe in soulmates. I just don't know if when I say soulmate and what I believe in, I'm believing in the same thing other people are talking about when okay. they say soulmate. So some people... Right. They use this anonymous like with whoever they with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people have this idea that the soulmate is the one person in the entire world that you could be with. Now that's scary. That is because it's already it's eight, it's eight million difficult. people. Right, right, right. <laughs> and connection is hard to find. <laughs> so that's where some people land with it. Okay. I'm land there. Okay. That might be that might be surprising to people, right? I yeah. Don't, I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily think I land there per se. And I'm gonna tell you why. So let's say this is a one person that is that was in the entire world that you could be with. What happens if one of y'all? What happens if that person unfortunately pass away? That's a good question. Is the other person like the B pick? Like, so if you, right, <laughs> you right, somebody right, else right. again, is that other person like, like the B pick? You know what I mean? So I believe in the concept of soulmate. And for somebody like, hopefully like myself, that's one person for my whole life. Mm. For other people, that might not be their reality. We were talking about change and growth a second ago. Yeah. Change is one thing. Growth is another. Change doesn't always mean growth. Some people progress. Some people regress. I, that's something I see a lot, and I think we need to talk about more. It's like <laughs> somebody changed, yeah, but they became worse. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And so I think I think that's stuff to consider. So, so for me, this whole idea of a soulmate is this is my definition of it per se. My definition is this: it is a person that is compatible with my soul. I'm going to explain what that means to me in a minute and necessary for my assignment or, or suitable slash compatible for my soul and necessary for my life's assignment. So Mm. when I'm talking about soul, I'm talking about the emotional part of me, mind, will, emotions, imagination, affection. Mm. So it is, 
um, this person that my mind, my, my will, my emotions, my affections, my imagination, there is a unique bond that I have with this person that separates her from everybody else on the planet for me. Got it. The bond, not the beauty, is what makes it. So the beauty may be a part of what I find attractive. That's the first thing I know about my wife. I know what her personality was like. I just know she fine. What's up? You know what I'm saying? What up? Yeah. So, but the, but I can lust her body. I can't bond with her body the way I can bond with her soul. Mm. Mm. There is, there, there, I got to be able to trust her, her emotions, her mind, her heart with parts of me I won't share with anybody else. Now, this is something. Why do, why y'all and y'all don't do this? But, but we y'all, don't do. y'all just create such a um y'all can get people in trouble on this podcast. <laughs> yes. Because y'all yes. create such a it's such a disarming environment. You could just like <laughs> you, you could forget, yo, I'm on camera. Wait a minute. But now, like one of the things that with men in particular, this is what I've seen with men. It's real easy for men to get their body to somebody. Mm-hmm. And we can argue about whether or not that should be the case, right? I'm yeah. speaking not what should be, but what is. It's much more difficult for a man to give his soul to somebody. That's true. That's very, you know, it's way funny. harder. What much more difficult. A woman has to be fine for a man to give his body to her. Not even. <laughs> yeah, less, less than, less than five, not less than five. Unfortunately, it don't right. take much. Because a man will, a man will lay with a woman, and the next day be upset that she asked for his last name. <laughs> like you trying to, you ask for too much personal information. Hundred, hundred percent. Yeah. So she just got to be something has to be attractive. Generally speaking, yeah, attractive for a man to be with a woman yeah. physically, right? A woman's got to be safe. For a man to invest emotionally. Safe women are a little harder to find. We speak it, we just argue safe people, period, right? But in the context of what we're talking about. So when I'm talking about soulmate, that's 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 what I'm on. It's that person where that that bond is a soul bond. But then there's also a practical aspect of it. So when I say like suitable or compatible. And I want to talk about compatibility too, because somebody got in an argument with me about that before, and I want to unpack that. But suitable or whatever for 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 my soul. But when I say necessary for my assignment, also this. So I look at my wife, who is not only just like safe for me, emotionally, right? She's also necessary. Like so, whatever you think I'm doing, I wouldn't be doing without her. I'm glad you mentioned that too, because. It's sync because we hear a lot of rhetoric about I could, you know, I, I'm good with without a man. You know, I want one, but I don't need one. I yeah. want a woman, but I don't need one. So necessary is a is a very important part of the equation. hundred percent. It doesn't mean I'll be losing without her. It doesn't mean life will be trash without her, but it means that I've optimized in a way that I don't think I could optimize without what she brings to the table. Mm. It's a perspective she brings to the table I don't have. It's gifts and skill sets she brings to the table. I don't have. It's support she brings to the table. I don't have. When I made the decision to go to law school, I mean, not to go to law school and go to seminary, mm. that caused a lot of tension in a lot of my other relationships. 
um, whether it's friends, family, whoever. That woman was the one person who looked at me and she was like, you got to do what God telling you to do. I got you. If nobody supports you, I'm going to work and I'm going to support you when you go into seminary. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So for me, it's not just, ah, this is a person I can trust, I can talk to. This is also a person that brings stuff to the table that has enhanced the quality of my life, period. And it's definitely helped me optimize in a different way. So I had a friend recently who got married. He's killing. He was killing single. And we were hanging out like the day or whatever before his wedding. I was like, yo, you're about to go crazy. (laughs) He was like, what? I was like, what you're about to step into now? Now that this area of your life straight, you're about to go crazy. You think you're killing now, but you still got to give mental real estate to wondering. I mean, before you met this person you with, you had to give mental energy to wondering what's her motives. Do I really like her? This, that, and the other. You juggling dates. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? You, you, uh, you wondering if you really, if somebody really loved you and got your back unconditionally. I was like, you have, you have to give no more mental energy to that now. You can give complete mental energy to the thing you were born to do. And if you think you've been killing it before, you have to kill it in a completely different way when that area gets straight. Wow, I think Tashawn actually, you just mentioned that to um, I think it was uh, TG. Tony, yeah. you talked about, hey, I, I'm pretty certain where I'm at now. If I go ahead and settle down and get me a woman, it's going to change my life. Oh, 100%. 100 especially when you out here living. <laughs> Listen. Living what? Living, living dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I ain't trying to get judged on this camera right now. All right? But when you ain't been living right, it's even more stressful. So, like, like being yes. able to have somebody, and I said this too, man, like, having a woman, it truly is this sense of security yes. in that too, because when you're single, there's exposure yeah. there. There's danger there that, you know, somebody's not vested in the kingdom. Facts. You know, like she's not vested in the growth and the expansion of this one kingdom because she has no equity in it. She has no buy-in to the vision. So everybody else that's coming in as here, you don't know if they here to stay here to take, you know, hit a, whatever the intentions is. So that exposure is dangerous, especially for a man who wants to build something. It really doesn't even make sense. So, you know, when we're talking about this idea of a soulmate, help me, is, is it a difference? Because what I'm hearing when I hear this soulmate, it sounds a lot like the helpmate. Is, yeah. is a soulmate and a helpmate, can, is that the healthiest, you know, s- synonymous word that I can probably use when we're talking about a soulmate? Kinda, I kind of feel like when people think helpmate, they think woman. Right. That is true. Yeah, yeah, they think woman. I definitely don't think of a brother's helpmate. Biblically, right, yeah. So that's why I would say, uh, I don't know, that word might be the closest word we can come to now, but it doesn't uh, completely capture, in my mind, the idea of a soulmate, because I would say my wife's my soulmate, and she would say that I'm her soulmate. I don't know if she called me a helpmate, even though she'd say, I've helped her. Got you. You know what I mean? No, that's disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> like, future woman never called me your helpmate. <laughs> right. She'd be like, that's my helpmate. I'd be like, pause. Right? <laughs> ah, let's, let's come up with something. <laughs> right. right. So what, what would you, so even bringing it back, because I want to really break it down for him. Because when we talking about, you know, soulmate, 
you know, there's words like even soul tied is like a lot of mm-hmm. we throw the soul around just in general. How, how would you break down the soul that just the soul piece by itself? What is a soul? Yeah. So the soul is basically the emotional part of you, like like the word um, psychology. The like the root word for the, the first part of the word psychology is like the word that is used in scripture to describe the soul. It's like, I think it's like suche or something like that, like psyche. So it, it is literally the best definition that I've heard for it is it's your mind, which is the organ of thought, your will, which is the organ of decision, your emotions, which is what allows you to feel your affections. That's what you attach to and your imagination. That's what you dream with. Mm. And so when you're talking about a soulmate, it's like with my dreams, boom, there's a connection there. Like my dreams and your dreams not clashing. Mm. There's compatibility there. You know what I mean? Affection, like the things that like the things that I'm attached to um, are being attached to things is one thing, but being able to attach to you is another. So there's something about you. I'm attaching to, I got emotions for you. And so so anyway, the point that I'm making is to me, the soul is like that. It is that part of you. That is the best definition I've heard. And I think for me, because I get my, my worldview from scripture about stuff like that, that is my understanding of the way the scriptures kind of describe it. So that's why, and I'll, yeah, that, that's why I think, um, like in the dating space, that's why I think I'm trying to not to sound like the old, uh, you know, how the old person is always critiquing everybody. No, no listen, let it out. Be the old person. This thing, this is what we need. No, we, yeah, we, need, yeah, we, we, yeah. we don't have the, the old Correct. person yeah. critiquing exactly. us. So I feel like a lot of times in the in the dating stage arena, which you should be gathering data, right? So right. I feel like a lot of times, and I say this. Not just, I'm not just talking. Like I do, everything I do is people, bro. My church is people. My companies is people. I coach people. I teach people how to coach. So it's all people. So I'm not, this isn't just random, right? Um, In the dating phase, most people like enjoying each other and not investigating, is there a soul match? Mm. So it's like, we asking, and I'm not saying this is not important. We asking like credit score. And that that matters. You know what I mean? Right. We're, we're asking things that I think are are secondary, not primary. Primary is like when it comes to my mind, will, emotions, imaginations, affections, like my dreams. Is there compatibility there? When I'm when I'm looking at your I want to look at your character. I want to see. Are you safe? I don't want to like if you lie, I don't want to have to. If you don't lie, I never have to worry if you lying to me. If you don't lie. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't gossip, I never have to wonder if you're going to be talking to your girlfriends about me. If you do that, then I'm hoping you selective with that vice and don't use it on me. That's unrealistic because at some point it's going to get to me. Yeah. If you're a gossiper at some point, it's going to get to me. Absolutely. So I feel like in the dating space, if you're dating, it's okay to, hey, you grown, you date however you want to date. But I'm saying for people who are saying... I want long-term relationships. I'm looking for my soulmate. You gotta be asking different kinds of questions other than, than credit score. What is it? Give me, give, just give me a couple. <laughs> the questions. Like, what, what, what do we need? Okay, I get it's not the credit score. 
give me give me a good example just to make it practical for our people. What are some of the questions we probably Facts. need to be asking? Let's, let's let's talk about the questions are going to be different based on who the person is because the questions you need to ask the person is based off of what you know about you. This is why I say mm. I want to come back around to this compatibility conversation. I get that. You okay. feel what I'm saying? Let's okay. do that. So let's say, for example, um, you are a person, let's say as a man, you like a woman that is expressive, verbal, takes initiative to show affection, um, is verbally affirming. So, so let's just say as a man, you know that about you. Okay. Well, if I know that about me, what I, the kind of questions I would encourage a man to ask, if a man knows that about himself, the kind of questions I would encourage him to ask is like, yo, you need to ask the kind of questions that find out, is that something that she values personally? Mm. Don't ask her, will she do it? Ask the kind of questions to see, is that something she personally values? And if it's something she personally values, then you won't have to beg for her to do it to meet your need. So that's compatibility. It's like when when you value what I need. So let's say if I value a woman that takes care of herself, mm -hmm. if I if I need a woman that takes care of herself, right? So let's say that matters to me. Then I ask the I would ask the kind of questions that help me see does she value that personally? Because if not, I would have to force her to become somebody she not. And now you're trying to change it. To be compatible with me. Issue. Right. Problem. It doesn't work. It becomes exhausting. And I'm not saying people don't change and grow. I'm just telling you, I've been, I've been serving people 18 years, bro. People very rarely change at the core. Mm -hmm. They become a different version of who they are. But at the core, they, very, they, they rarely change. And so that was one of the things that I feel like that was just like amazing with my wife and I. The stuff I need is stuff she personally values. So, so the, the conversations and the, the growth in the relationship is me articulating to her the way I need her to express what she already valued, the way I need her to give it to me. I'm not arguing or pressuring her to give something she doesn't want to give and vice versa. So, so the kind of question, my point is the kind of questions that you would would ask is going to be based on how well you know you and if you don't know yourself well you're not gonna know what questions to ask because knowing mm -hmm. yourself well takes a lot of work a hundred percent yeah, that, yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense because you know don't get me wrong it is some templated questions that are good but when you really think about it if you are evaluating somebody's values you know relative to yours it only makes sense that everybody's question is going to be different mm -hmm. yeah, like mm -hmm. if you if you got an it company and you're looking for a IT tech person, you wouldn't ask them a, a question right. to, for a say a car sales job, <laughs> exactly, because you're looking for different things in that person. So it seems like before you ask somebody else questions, you need to ask yourself questions. Facts. So you can figure out exactly what your own needs are. Yeah, I say I, I and I call them non-judgmental questions. Why is that? Particularly in the religious community, because sometimes people <clears throat> people tend to. Um, try to talk themselves into believing that they want what they think they should want as opposed to being non-judgmental with themselves and being honest about what you really want. Give me an example. So an example would be like, as long as he got a good heart, uh, that sounds virtuous. It does. It, it does. sounds spiritual. 
It sounds admirable. And it is if it's true. But like if you want to with some money, you want to with some money. That's just But if you feel like that makes you shallow, you won't be honest with you. Right. And you won't <laughs> and you won't admit that that, that matters. And you're going to get yourself into something that doesn't actually satisfy you long term because you weren't able to have a non judge make a non-judgmental assessment about yourself and say, I want somebody with some money. Mm. That's so crazy how fresh, I mean, that kind of pressure, you know, just the internal pressure of thinking about how other people feel about what you think would actually determine who you end up seeking out, Dayton. Yeah. And you'll mess around and get yourself in a situation, like you said, that you just have no real interest in. But you know, you want to know the real problem, an even bigger problem I think people have? Mm-hmm. I think people vet people ver- based on the toxic version of themselves. What do you mean Ooh. by that? So what I mean by that is if I'm a brother who loves to have very wild sexual escapades Mm -hmm. and I like to get, do some things that only get done when nobody's listening. Right. 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 I like to have multiple people in my bedroom. I like to do this and that. And I got a young lady who's down for the ride. Right. So what I'm looking for is I'm looking for women who are open and are going to allow me to be able to have this, this, live this wild sexual life and not necessarily be looking for the woman that is probably going to be best for me long-term, the best long-term compatibility mm-hmm. with the future version of myself, the yeah. best version of myself. Instead, I'm vetting off the more toxic version of myself. Yeah. And I'm finding people who feed the toxic sides of me. Therefore, this is just a phase in the compatibility and not going to fit the long-term compatibility. You know, I when you said, I immediately think of Joe Smith, who is going viral oh, again. First off. It's going viral again. And his oh wife, on that on that viral clip, I know you've probably seen that. He's ex- going viral again? Again. Well, his wife is again. Okay. Yeah, just as, I'm not even going, I don't even want to talk about the, okay. the, what's going viral now. <laughs> but, but pretty much, the way she responded to him was like, you already knew me, right? You mm-hmm. already knew I was this type of person. But the thing is, when they probably got together, he's getting some he's getting some bread. In context, Joe Smith, by the way, famous NBA player, found out his wife started an OnlyFans channel. He was very upset. It went all over the place. And Ryan is now irrit- uh going over what she said when he found it out. Yeah, ahead. this is this is on you know on her Instagram when she posted. But she, her response when he was upset about her being on OnlyFans was you already knew how I was when you met me. Mm. Now, Joe Smith, a little bit older now, retired. He prop his concerns and needs are probably much different than it was when he was a young NBA player mm-hmm. who probably found a woman at that time who was open to the threesomes, the the wild parties, and all these different things. He decides to get with her. Years later, he changes. Right, he now looking for something different, and she comes out and is like, "Hey, I was always this person." So I think that's a, a an example. You know, I'm making some quite a few assumptions here, but I think that's a good example of a man, particularly who finds somebody for the right now who is going to be okay with all of the the stuff that they that they got going on yeah rather than evaluating something long term you know in the future yeah so how, how do you do that you know like how do i know that what i'm vetting somebody for is what i should be vetting them for if that and, and, and i hope i'm asking this the right way because how do i know that i'm using When I'm looking at compatibility, I'm not looking, I'm not putting together this toxic trauma bond with somebody 
And it is, I'm actually vetting for a healthy bond between me and someone else. I really don't, there may be other answers to that question. Yeah. For me, I really don't know how that is possible um, without what we talked about earlier, self-awareness. So I'm going to be honest with you, right? I think marital covenantal relationships are for emotionally mature people. Mm. And so part of being emotionally mature, emotionally intelligent is self-awareness. And without that, I don't even know how you pick right. There's no workaround Mm. around that because if I'm not aware, so, cause you mentioned earlier, like, let's say if a person is, is a toxic version of themselves, right? None of us are fully optimized version of ourselves. Right. That's way different than a toxic and dysfunctional version of myself. Right. If I'm unaware that, that my current state in life is toxic and dysfunctional. There's no workaround that exists that's going to help me choose right. Because I'm choosing based out of who I am and where I am. So if I'm toxic, my choices, the the choices that I make are going to be affected by that. The lens through which I see people are going to be affected by that. And what I really think I want and need is going to be affected by that. So I think, and I'm not trying to oversimplify it, bro, but the way to choose better is to get better. Hmm. You got to get <laughs> the way to choose better is to get better. So I, I don't know a workaround for that. Because first of all, it makes no, not, not that I even think about it, it's low key a dumb question because <laughs> how can you even be compatible with somebody that's a better version than you are in right now? And that's not even what you're going to be looking for anyway. It won't even, because that's not compatible with you. All right. You can't find somebody that's going to be compatible with you two, three years from now once you start working on these things. You're craving (laughs) more more toxic or craving more of whatever you are at that time. Yes. Okay. So, Dr. let let me ask you this because chemistry is is equally important as compatibility. Would you agree? Yeah. So, we do social experiments on the show, right? So, we actually did a segment, Harley and Love segment, we did about a month ago, I think it was. We did. And we brought who we would consider a qualified bachelor onto the platform on a blind internet date, blind date with another qualified bachelorette. Now the chat is going crazy. Our ladies in the chat, the initiates is going crazy in the chat. Oh, you know, he looks a certain way. Oh, he seems quirky or corny. You know, he's not a good fit. Now my thought was, I know this guy. He's a dope guy. In terms of what he wants, you know, he's got a spiritual foundation. He's very clear on what he wants in terms of a long-term relationship. Now, I, I know men are different with men, other men than they are with women. But from the things that I've experienced, this is an upstanding guy, right? Mm-hmm. So my thought was, why were the women so quick to judge based on this chemistry piece versus giving a guy actual chance? Because I think that's a lot of things that, you know, I think women typically may do that. Or men and women. If it's not chemistry up front, they like, nah, it's not enough. It's not that spark. It wasn't giving me that energy. So how important is chemistry at the beginning stages? And is it possible if it's not there initially, is it possible that if you gave it a chance, it could develop over time? So how important it is at the beginning stages? I think it depends on the, so let's, let's use this example that you just mentioned with a guy. I think it depends on the woman. So I think this is, this is my thought. Like some women's choice to kind of quote unquote dismiss the possibility of a relationship with that person based on chemistry 
couldn't be, might not always be because they aren't unwilling, because they aren't willing to give them a chance. It could be because they've had enough experience where they can tell from the gate, it's not my type. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I think that, um, I think that for some people, they are clear that vibe, energy, emotional, um, romantic connection is something that's like really, really important to them. And, and for some people, they want that to be something that's natural and organic and they want it in the initial stages of the relationship. And I don't feel like, I don't feel like that's wrong. I just feel like if that is a choice a person makes, you need to be willing to live with the consequences if you are wrong. But now is that a, so in today's time, because I, I want to get an idea if you think that's an actual realistic expectation because people are different. We're not as socially capable as we were because of all of the distractions. You got the video games. You got the social media. So you do have this group of people, whether it's men or w- women, that are shy. They may not have all of the social skills, but they still might be very good people. And it's already very difficult to find connection. I'm just thinking, how many people are we crossing out off the list simply because they're lame or corny or boring. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I get you a thousand percent. Yeah. And um, I agree that there are people who probably miss out on amazing people because of that. I think though, that's their right. Mm. Mm. That's a, does that make sense? Like yeah. if, if I want the energy, I want the vibes. I want that initially. I want to feel this, that, and the other, that's their right to, to, to value that in a relationship. What I'm saying is, if you're going to value that, you just got to be willing to live with the consequences if you're wrong. You just got to be willing to live with the consequences if you're wrong. Because that that's something, it, it's a uh, a show I did. This was like way back when I had my podcast. It was an episode we did years ago. I did with a friend of mine. And man, we we literally talked about this whole segment, this population of guys that exist nowadays that... I feel like they always exist. I'm not going to say nowadays. Okay. I feel like I was this guy. Like, let's say something as simple as this pre-social media days. So <laughs> you couldn't reach out to a girl via social media. You got to be at a party or a game or something like that. You got to physically step. Got to have a mouthpiece. You got to yeah. physically step. Yeah. Most of the time, it's in a public place. Mm-hmm. So if you reject it, other people are going to see it. Public rejection. <laughs> If you with your friends, your friends are going to see it. If you're at a party, other people are going to see it. If you're in the mall, people in the mall are going to see it, et cetera. And one of the things that I was communicating is like, yo, there are some guys who are not socially awkward, who aren't necessarily shy, but who are not going to approach unless they feel like they're getting some sort of chemistry, some sort of something that's coming back from the woman that's letting them know that is safe to approach. That's exactly who I am. Yeah. And that's, that's, (laughs) it's like, so just the random walk-ups and things of that particular nature. The cold approach. Yeah. And so there, and so I remember when I was, you know, kind of doing that show and some of the feedback that we got and people were like, oh no, that's not a man. That's weak. That's this. He need to have this, that, and the other. And I was like, what people are doing is they're conflating manhood with a personality type. It's like, no, 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 he's a man. His personality, though, is probably, it's a personality, one, that's not just considerate of his feelings. 
he considered it a, he considered it a you. Mm. And that's and honestly, that's probably kind of man you want to be with long term. Calculated. Interesting. <laughs> Measured, intuitive, aware. Yes. Not just on some, you know, just oblivious, just don't care. That's gonna manifest itself in different ways down the line in a relationship. And some of those ways is probably not gonna serve the relationship well. You won't like some of that. Let me tell you, because I got a we both got a boy who he don't give a care about what nobody think at any given time. And he's he, I'm talking about he's one of our most like you talking about yeah. a good time. Yeah, he's a good time. I'm trying to think but about just what know talking about. The likelihood of us getting kicked out of a spot because the brother's unaware. Oh, yeah, I know. Increases because he's, drastically. he's unaware. But the likelihood that he pisses people off around him. Yes. Regularly. Th that's just what comes with that kind of personality type. Yeah. Me, like you said, there's a level of presence and understanding what's going on. It's a level of, like you said, intellect, emotional intelligence to understand. Because I'm... And we're not even looking for much. Yeah. You ain't got to, you know. Right. You got to send a letter. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you don't have to wink. Yeah. yeah you yeah, got to yeah. do all that. Yeah. But it is something we do pick up. And that is that calculated approach. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 100%. And if, and I'm not saying it always turns out this way, but like even with the, <clears throat> with the personality type you were just mentioning, it's like sometimes a person that's not like considerate and like person who just doesn't care. When you get in a relationship, they're not going to care when it comes to you about certain things. Mm. It's like God. I don't care. Enough. I'm buying this. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to deal with it. We moving. You're gonna have to deal with it. So I think um, everybody's got the right to gauge and judge based off of what they feel like matters to them. But then everybody has to be able to sit with the consequences of that. If you <laughs> if you're wrong, yeah, yeah. What you what do you recommend now though? Because we talk we talk about finding a soulmate, right? How does that look like? Because like now I want to I want to kind of go into another area. Because they, they Doctor J is they saying they're not in the church. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> the way the ladies is looking, they like listen. I I done seen this gentleman for for a month straight, and he still ain't sat by me in the, in the pew. Facts. So what what's going on? Right, what, what are we supposed to Yo, do? I, I don't I don't know I don't know man. I like I I can't tell people so because. For me, again, there are other answers, but for me, there's a God factor involved where he organizes or, or he orchestrates what some people call, yo, it was just serendipitous. I was just in the grocery store and it just like, boom, it just happened. So I'm sure there, there are ways where people can, you know, you can position yourself. I mean, sure, you're not going to find nobody at home. You know what I'm saying? So I think a person has to be strategic in terms of, what kind of environments do you feel like have the kind of people there that you would be interested in, you know? And so that could be change church. It, it could be, it could not be, it could be an event. It could be invest fest. It could be black love, right? It could be, um, what did they just have here? Music fest. It could yeah, be one music, one music fest. Yeah, yeah, it could be a concert at Chastain Park. It could, it could be a singles event at church. It could just, I think a person's got to be willing to simply put themselves in environments where God can make that holy hookup for them. You know what I'm saying? And I think that takes, that's just like anything else you want. It takes persistence. It takes patience. 
Optimism. Yeah, like what oh. else do you get without any? What else do you get that's worth having without any of those things? Yeah. This podcast wouldn't exist if y'all weren't persistent, if you weren't optimistic, mm-hmm. if you weren't willing to, to learn, to grow, to, to keep pushing forward. So I think, you know, a lot of times when I say stuff like that, people are like, yo, how long? I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but what's your other option? I want, I want to ask you this too, Pastor. While we're on this subject, I wouldn't plan on talking about this. But we, it's, I think it's safe to be talked about because while we got you here, who has an amazingly successful church, chain church here in Atlanta, we, t- we had a few, a, the conversation a few times without having somebody with a church about why there's not brothers in the church. Mm-hmm. And I want to get your perspective on why you feel, for the people especially listening, on why there's not as many brothers in the church as it probably should and could be. Yeah. Um, I want to say this. I hope it doesn't come off the wrong way. They in ours. Okay. 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 They had changed. They had changed okay, with and it. And to give them context, too, because we actually gave you a shout out on, I can't remember what show it was, uh, once we found out that, you know, one of our friends actually finished the program. We actually yeah. gave you a shout out. But for context, Dr. Darius Daniel actually ha- does a program but it's Navy SEALs quality level yeah. Yeah. For, for specifically for men. And men if I'm not only. mistaken, it's called Made, Made men. men. Yeah, Made Men. So it's a super intensive kind of 12-week discipleship process. Guys have to commit to the 12 sessions. They can only miss one. They got to be on Zoom. The camera has to be on. They got If the camera's not on, we kick them out of the Zoom. Um, there's accountability exams that they have to take to make sure that they comprehended the information. And then we go through this like pen and ceremony or whatever at the, at the end, it's kind of like this rite of passage for them. And 400 the, men, by the way, out of Atlanta, the Atlanta cohort was 400, yeah, a under 400 incredible. Our New Jersey was somewhere around 200 and something there. So, well, yeah. So, so I think total was like close to around 700, but we started with 2000 interested. Wow. Then that number got cut down to probably like 1,500 or so. And then about 700 or so finished. Wow. Yeah. So these are, these are like married brothers, single brothers. Some married, some single. Wow. Yep. Diverse age ranges. Okay. People in different places and spaces in life. Okay. Yeah. So, but we've been intentional about that. You know what I mean? In terms of creating an environment that we felt like was, listen, bro, me and women, dog cat no one's going to frequent a a place that they find irrelevant for their needs why do we feel that way though why do men feel that it's irrelevant for their needs because i think sometimes the way church has been done is that's why i put the program together wow so what do i mean by that i mean that I, i i don't know if it's it's not conscious it's not intentional but there can be um I think sometimes such an emphasis on calling men to accountability, which is important, to responsibility, which is important, that they also forget that men have the exact same challenges that everybody else have, and they also need empathy. They also need encouragement. They also need messages that actually speak to their needs. They also need messages, just like women need messages to go to men to help mm. men be better men for the women. Women 
also need messages that help women become better women for the men. Yeah. So this past year, like I just did a whole series this year called Manology. That really a hundred percent that speaks exactly to that. And so it's not, I think you can empower without you can empower one gender and encourage one gender without bashing the other. Yes. It's possible. Yeah, it's definitely possible. It's, it's it's not rocket science. And so I feel like generally speaking, I don't feel like this whole thing, like, yo, men are anti-authority, men are anti-institutions, men are no, bro. Look at the especially, I mean, not as much now, but like 20 years ago, look at the nation. It took way more discipline, way more submission, way more humility to be in a nation mm-hmm. than a Christian. The yeah. way you dress, come on, what you ate, the way you dress, how you, uh, the frequency of prayer, your presence at mosque. Like, so obviously men weren't, they aren't anti-authority. They are anti-discipline. They anti-irrelevance. Mm. And so what we wanted to do at our church was to kind of create the kind of space that was equally relevant for both genders, for both genders. And I think when you create that space, the word spreads, people talk and people come and people feel comfortable. I think you you have to be intentional in that area, though. Your doors are over, and that's why you know your, your church is overflowing at this point. I mean, it's it's just so much. It really is some some good change going on in there. When we talk about the men and what they need in particular, what are some of those messages? And I and, and I'm curious too, even as a platform, because I we, I want us to even get better at this. Yes. But what are this? What are the messages specifically that feed men that partic- and particularly make them better and stronger? Yeah. So I think I think my angle is to always kind of start with empathy, right? So one of the things that I want to do specifically with men in church is to normalize some of the stuff that they're struggling with and wrestling through so that they, so that they aren't personalizing it in a way where they feel like something's wrong with me because I feel like I'm not further along. Like, so wired in most men is a degree of ambition and, um, and that ambition needs to exist in order for him to carry out his assignment to be a a provider, a priest, and a protector of his home. You can't do that if you got apathy. You feel me? If you you apathetic and you lackadaisical, you can't provide. Yeah. You can't protect. You can't be a leader spiritually in your home if you're that way. So wired in a man is a degree of ambition that is necessary for that. I think that's God-given. So what does that mean? It means men want to achieve. They want to advance. But do we always achieve? No. Do we always advance? No. How does that feel? We don't deal with that. So to me, it's all about the soul. We're talking about soul mates. It's about the soul. I want to I want to get into the soul of a man. Yo, this is how you're feeling. Frustrated, insecure, cynical, sad. But your sadness is manifesting in anger and mm. frustration, not tears. That's what you're feeling. And you're feeling it because you should, you feel like you should be further along. You feel like your gift and your season don't match, that you're way too gifted to be in the season that you're in. Mm. You feel like you wasted some previous seasons and you're wondering if God's gonna spend the block because 
you like, man, I blew my 20s doing dumb stuff. If I had locked in in my 20s, I would, I would be where I want to be right now. That's empathy. That's getting into their, that's, does that make sense? I like that a lot. Yeah. 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 Man, that just hit my soul. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I saw all of those thoughts at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I, I want to, that's my point about normalizing it because we all have. But where is that ever talked about? Not on. No, nowhere I can think of. Yeah, you're right. But every man's dealing with it, and because it's not talked a lot, not talked about, he's dealing with it, or most men are dealing with it, but it's, it's still undealt with. Yeah. And so all of that mm. frustration, that anger, that disappointment, that insecurity, it gets projected onto everything a man's involved in. And so a lot of stuff that a woman is getting from a man is stuff that a man hadn't dealt with inside himself. Mm. <laughs> so he's frustrated. He's, so he's fragile and easily frustrated because he's frustrated at life. He's frustrated with where he is. And until that is addressed, he's always going to be this fragile person. So for me, I want to empathize with that. And then I want to show them blueprints and paths to get out of some of that. To show, hey, why, uh, why is it that you believe because you blew your 20s, you've blown your life? I want to expose, that's a limited belief. Where you get that from? You didn't get it from God. Who do you know that didn't blow their 20s? You're looking at one dude on Instagram that killed it in his 20s. Now you think everybody's supposed to kill it in their 20s? I'm telling you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. Um, so for me, it, it's there. It's like dig into the soul, deal with the issues that are not being dealt with, and then show them the path and the blueprint in God's word on how to actually get out of some of that stuff or help them grow and change so that they can handle the stuff better. That's not going to change right now. Cause some people financial conditions not going to change overnight, but they can change. So they got a better perspective on that until that thing that they want to change changes. So that's kind of what I'm on. I, obviously, I feel very passionate about that because um, my life is whatever's happened with it in part is the fruit of men who've dug into my chest that way. I like that because men want community as, just as well. You know, yeah. we hear about women and what they, you know, how much they value community, but Men are looking for homes as well where they can be amongst other strong men where their needs, like you're saying, can be catered to. Yeah. And so just generally so they can be fed. So I like that you're doing that for the men. And, you know, the, the ladies like that, too, because the ladies, they want a man of God. That's what they want. That's what yeah. all of them say. Yeah. And key word there. Strong man. Strong man. Right. Strong man. Yeah. Back to theirs. Strong man. Because <laughs> I done been... In some churches and like, cause you, you, you know, when you like, as a man, when you get into the presence of another man and it's a strong man, mm -hmm. even if it's from another, like, even if this brother is from another walk of life, it's like you, it's that strong man energy. 
and there's just that's, a level that's, that's of that's that that's Dr. Day's security. That's gay. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, gay. yeah. <laughs> that, security walk up. Gang. That strong man. It is. It's just instant, instant <laughs> reverence. Like, bro, I'm like, oh, instant man, respect. I, I, I had to check my. Am I doing something wrong here? You right. know what I'm saying? Right. I want to give give him a tight hug. Yeah. You get real hard on your handshake right, with that right, kind of brother, right, right? right? You get right, but no doubt. Sometimes that's just not present as well. That strong man. Yeah. That strong man. A strong man is a strong man created or is a strong man born? Well, every, I'm going to say, generally speaking, they're created. And so I know what you mean by strong, right? And Cause you mean strong in a healthy way, not yes. in a toxic way. Yes. Domineering, whatever. Yeah. But no, man, it's, 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 it's created. And so it's, it's, it's either created by adversity, which sometimes is a gift. Um, or a combination of adversity and intentionality. And so when I say intentionality, meaning, meaning that some other man was intentional in instilling certain values into that man. So like my father was that man for me. You feel me? Very, very intentional in instilling certain values in me. So have I gone through some adversity that I had to become strong to survive? 100%. 100%. Yet at the same time, is there an imprint on my life of my father's intentionality in terms of building responsibility in me? Like being a response, like making responsibility synonymous with manhood. Like, no, 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 son. No, no, no. You do your got to do's before your want to do's. That, that, that little simple axiom right there affects everything in my life to this day. It affect how I manage money. I literally taught my sons that when I was teaching them how to handle money. Do your got to do's before your want to do's. <laughs> You're going to end up in trouble if you put your want to do's before your got to do's. So those are like little axioms that he put in, that he put on the inside of me. You know what I mean? Like, right. so that affect even to this day, the way I would manage money, the way I'm going to handle my home. It's like got to do's. It's all right. Yo, that new Call of Duty came out a couple weeks ago. I still ain't had a chance to download it, but I got some got to do's that I have to get out of the way before I get to do the want to do's. It's it's the so I th I think it's uh I think it's both. And you 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 wanna know who I got super respect for? Who that men who became strong men who didn't have what I had. Yeah, right. Life. And that's hard to do. It's hard. That's hard, especially hard. when you didn't see it, when you didn't get that level of investment. It's very difficult. As a matter of fact, you know, so, okay, so we in the relationship space, we like to bring a lot of different conversations, mm -hmm. right? And it's a dark side of the relationship space. It truly is. And it's platforms and groups, organizations, institutions, what have you, that really um, embrace the weak man, so to speak. When I say the weak man, I mean the man that's not confident amongst women or strong men. Mm -hmm. He may be envious of a strong man. You know, he may be just very uncomfortable around a strong man. Some of those guys even watch our platform where you will see the type of comments where they don't like what you just said. Mm -hmm. They don't like that. Yeah. But they watching it because at their deepest core, they really want to be like you. Right. Mm -hmm. But they just don't have the courage and confidence to even put themselves in that position. We even had Jay Barnett on the show where he talked about he had his his man up. They had the man up conference, right? Yeah. And he talked about just heal, bro. Just just heal, bro. 
And he talked about having a guy in the, in the crowd that would just have these outrageous outbursts. Like, oh, no, 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 that's BS. Like in the middle of the conference. Because he was so terrified that all of these strong men were not only present, but willing to embrace him for who he is. So if I'm that man and I'm ghost watching right now and I'm looking at Dr. Day, I'm hating on you, but I want to I want to be where you at. How can I you know, what can you say to that man that's going to give him the courage to start investing more in becoming stronger or putting themselves in the environment to become strong and be amongst guys that he actually internally admires. Yeah. I would have to start with this question and it would be a, it would be a question that I would ask him to ask himself. Cause the answer to this question would determine whether or not he's going to listen to anything else I got to say. And that question is, if you are 100% honest with you, is the current version of you, getting you the life you really want. Don't let's not look at me. Don't 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 tell me everything that's wrong with me. Right. Maybe you're right. But before you before you go there, I want to ask you this question. Is this current version of you getting you the life that you want? Honestly. And if not. Then maybe you're being judgmental and critical about something you actually need. So if your current version of you is not getting you the life that you want, then you need to be open to becoming a different version of you because maybe that can actually get you the results that you want. I'm not asking you to be me. If you happy with where your life is, God bless you. But if you're not, it's insanity not only to keep doing the same thing, expect to, to get different results, but to keep being the same person and expect to get different results. And so if a man not able and willing to be honest with himself along those lines, there is, there's nothing. I, I did this, this message years ago called five types of people you can't help. So when you're in my line of work, you got to be able to identify that quick. Well, I want to hear that one. <laughs> because right. if not, you're going to spend a lot of time, um, mismanaging your investment because you're going to be sowing it and giving it into people that are, that are not ready for it, not willing to receive it. So the point that I'm making is if a person won't give an honest answer to that question, that person falls in a category where that I, I can't say you can't be helped. I'm saying I can't help you. Mm. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm not saying I'm going to give up on you. I'm saying I'm going to give you up to God. You're a God case. I like, I think that message is relevant and because weakness is a spectrum because I don't want, you know, the people watching to think he's talking about just the guy that playing video games all day sure, and is lazy. Yeah. It's the guy who's violent, the guy who can't control his emotions, yep. the guy that wants to stay in the streets, mm -hmm. the guy that is envious and jealous, the guy who just can't trust anybody. Yeah. Right. All of that is some levels of weakness and yep. you have to be able to become open to getting help yeah so i think that question i think that question is applicable to a lot of people yeah is it gonna take us two left if we go into that that five types of people is that two left I'm it's your so podcast we can talk about whatever you want <laughs> it just he just said you the five types. i mean yeah. like you can't just drop yeah. that on me and like right. yeah. i'm like come on we better send me the link or something i just want now to know i want to know now we did have some super chats come in you want to know no, no super we got chats. super chats and we never let the facebook people go too so Facebook, let's 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 let the listen. Oh, you gonna bless them? Let's let's bless the Facebook. <laughs> right, go bless yeah. the Facebook. This special. No, this, I think it's a lot of men and women that need this message. 
We're going to hold it, hold it down for the Facebook community. Let them stay on just for this one. Listen, do, listen, this is a Dr. Darius special <laughs> right here for you. Right. You get to stay in here. Go ahead and read the super chats. Let's get 1,400 people in the chat, by the way. So shout out to all the initiates. Shout out to VJ. VJ just get, VJ get a shout out every show. VJ, again, the first to drop a super chat. VJ, we love, we you, love you. Shout out to Yali coming in. She says, just want to say that Pastor Daniel's love and basketball is by far my favorite relationship series ever. <laughs> see, look, see, look, we, see, we got the tribe. We got your tribe <laughs> in the community. Shout I out see. to the tribe in here. We have I completely see. converted. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Judith as well. Listen, Judith, to, to love well is a task in all meaningful relationships, not just romantic bonds. And I'm going to give a shout out to B. Cat. I got you. I'm going to answer your question in a second. But shout out to B. She says, and this is such a good question for you because godly man right here. Because okay. they, they just don't want to know this from anybody. Okay. They want to know this specifically from a godly man. What can a woman do to become more approachable? I feel like only losers approach me. Mm. I'm not on socials or online dating. <laughs> she had to throw a little shot in there. And so I find it very difficult to date because good guys don't seem to approach me. So what mm. can B do to become more approachable? Uh-oh. Keep it real, too. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I would say... So this this is what some people would say. They would say, if only losers are approaching you, that's what you're giving off. I don't necessarily agree with that. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily agree with that. I think if whatever she means by losers, I'm not sure. Yeah. But if if losers are approaching you, you may be giving off approachable. And that's what makes them feel comfortable approaching you. You know gotcha. what I mean? So I don't mm. know. So the first thing I would say is I don't know if it's something... I think it's great that she's willing to look inside and to see, is there an adjustment I need to be that, that I need to make? But sometimes, man, it's just a matter of the math. It really is. It's just sometimes you got to be willing to go through the many, to be approached by the many, to find the one. Mm, you numbers know, game. yeah, sometimes it's just it's just the math. If a person is is there, if they're aware of the cues that they're giving off, you know, what's cues? That's facial expressions. Um, is it a pleasant demeanor? Am I smiling? Do I look engaged? Do I look interested? Uh, my body language is my arms folded. So am I giving closed off? Am I giving resistant? As long as a person's aware of the cues and giving off cues that are inviting, it just becomes a math game. Mm. It really does. Way to give some non-conventional Feedback on Just that one. Just you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. Shout out to Kat, too. She sent up another super chat. And Tarshawn, let me know we gonna we going to get some some live video call-ins for, for Dr. We are. D as well. Of course we are. Shout out to Jennifer Barron, Cornelius Knight, and Audrey for all joining the Initiates family tonight. And shout out to Kat. She says, Ryan, what's the difference between, she said Ryan specifically, what's the difference <laughs> between a woman rejecting a man due to his looks and behavior Versus a man who rejects a woman due to her looks or if she's a little overweight. That's an interesting question. So, wow. It's the thing. If I'm glad she didn't ask me that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Good luck with right, that. Right. <laughs> now, if somebody's overweight, I understand if you have some apprehension about, you know, if you just want to look the other way, because it does, you know, your physical fitness does say a lot about you and kind of what you're, you know, because as a man thinks, so is he. Mm -hmm. So, if you're overweight, then you probably not as disciplined when it comes to health overall. So I understand if a man wants to look the other way of a woman. Now, when it comes to behaviors, right, 
if a guy is just because I hear this lame and corny all the time, but we got engineers out there, you know, we got general contractors out there that just not be maybe the most suave doctors, attorneys, doctors. Yeah, yeah, you know, but they good guys. So I think pastors, yes, yes, <laughs> right, 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 because nerves is a real thing. Nerves is a real thing, yeah. and the thing is, if you you could want because this is the thing, you meet this extra smooth suave dude. He probably has some practice. A lot of practice. Right. Oh, yeah. He get reps in. He, he get reps in. But yet, you say you want this man of God. Maybe he was actually putting in the work to get that strong spiritual confidence. Yeah. And maybe it just hasn't had the opportunity to manifest when it comes to the dating market. So I'm not saying that you just date somebody you have zero chemistry with. But ladies, I would just say be open to giving guys opportunity, even if it's just a conversation over the phone. I'm not saying you got to go out because safety is a concern. You got to go out with everybody. But you meet a dude, he maybe laugh a little silly or, you know, a little cock out of the stuff. I don't know. Right, <laughs> but right, right. just be, just generally be open to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's okay because some good, it's some good men out I, there. I know because, yeah, let me tell you, the ladies are unforgivable, man. Yeah. The, stuff, the stuff that some of y'all be coming and telling me, about these brothers, y'all, boy. He got a gap. He oh, stuttered. He had a list that was, oh, it was disgusting, Ty. I couldn't even listen to him talk. Like, y'all, oh, I'll be like, I mean, I mean, well, what was he actually saying, though, with the list? Was he <laughs> right. saying some kind thing? Was he a kind brother? Yeah. I'm just talking about the list, dead ears. Mm. <laughs> it's just... And see, the ladies turn up the heat. Like, the lady, they could be all smiling, and then as soon as they get a little whiff or something they don't like, all of a sudden they turn up the heat, the face starts crunching up. And that could get a guy a little nerve wracked but that doesn't mean that after he gets past the first couple interactions, he's not going to be that, you know, generally. You know, and, 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 and the funny thing is, I, I really like what you said. Too. I never heard anybody say that you have the right, you know, to have this level of discernment in who you want, because, you know, to some degree, I'm the same way. You know, when it comes to like me, make, me making my decisions and who I want to date and bring into my life. I can find myself being a stickler, you know, as well. Um, and I'm okay with that. And whatever that comes with, <laughs> you know, but I think it's just important to know. And I think what's really important though, is that don't just be this person with these high standards. If you're not becoming this person of high standard. So I also equally understand it's very important for me to put the work in on myself so I can have a, a high level of communication so I can have a great conversation when I want to converse with a woman so I can be physically attractive. I'm working on my body, just being really just this. I want to be that guy. So when I'm demanding this person, I, I don't want to be in this place where that is not aligned in itself. So I think that's one of the most important things about you having that list of demands. Just make sure you can also be the list a bit. Yeah. Right. I, I, I've heard it say it this way one time. Are you the person that the person you looking for is looking for? Are you the person that the person you're looking for is looking for? Wow. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Becoming that person. Like the person you want, what kind of person do they want? Yeah. And are you becoming that person? Wait. Hey, way to put that on name. As a matter of a fact. Hey, Lano, let's get to this initiation hotline real quick. All right. I know when so, the hotline bling. Guys, you already know. Man, you know how special it is. Y'all get to come on here and actually talk to Dr. Darius Daniels. This is so dope, y'all. So what we're going to do here, Ryan, can you please pin that link? We're going to pin the link inside of the chat and we're going to put the link here. So y'all going to be able to actually be able to come in. If y'all know 
It's video calls now, all right? So look, he might be in the chat, all right? So don't come in here with no bonnets, all right? <laughs> don't come in here looking crazy. Initiates, represent yourself well. Don't embarrass us. But I want y'all to come up here and have a question. Any lady that's struggling, finding them a nice, strong man. Any lady that feels like she wants to figure out, got questions around that soulmate concept. Any man who's looking for a strong woman, any man who has having issues with self-confidence or emotional control and intelligence, please give us a call because you got a master right here. You got a master that's ready to drop some game on you. And we we, we need that energy tonight, ladies no, we, we and gentlemen. We absolutely need that. We absolutely need that. And in, in the meantime, almost 1,500 people in the chat, too. Yes. And guys, yeah. we got 1,500 people in the chat just about and only about 499 likes. So help us get to 600 likes very quickly, guys. While we getting our people queued up, hit that gray like button so we can go ahead and get it popping. We got people slowly coming backstage. When you come backstage, guys, I need that camera on you and I need you to be ready because I'm going to fire off. And I'm gonna go ahead and get this thing going here. I like that, man. So the niches, they 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 turned about this video call. Oh no, they they I turned. Like that. We actually got somebody back here that I want to bring to the stage now. It looks like we have Mahogany who is backstage. So get ready. I'm about to bring you up. Mahogany is here. Welcome to Hardly Initiated Live. Can you please give me your age, your location, and your uh your age, your location, and your question? Hi, um, so um, I am 27 and I am in South Carolina. And my question is, um, you were just speaking earlier about um, the different things that, um, you know, like speaking to manhood and stuff like that. And I actually have a situation where my little cousin, he's like 19, um, he is struggling with some choices and I want to be able to be there, you know, be a responsible role model for him um, and, and have a conversation, but I'm not even sure where to start with that. Um, do you have any advice? Mm. Yeah, I, th I think um, if he's struggling with choices, I think that, and one, I'm, so, I'm sorry you're experiencing that. I can hear in your voice your concern for him, I think that's incredible. Number one, first of all, he's blessed to have people in his life like you because there are a lot of people who are struggling with choices like that, that that aren't blessed with that kind of support system and people like you that care. And I feel very confident and optimistic about the, um, about, I feel very confident and optimistic about his, the likelihood of him having a turnaround by the fact that God's blessed him with people like you in his life. So when people are in stages like this, I think it's like our tendency, when I say our, I mean people's tendency to try to go like immediately to correction. Mm. And I like to start with empathy. It is to try to figure out ways to convey and to communicate to this person. I love you. Tell me what's going on with you. Mm. Because sometimes the behavior and the choices that they're making is something we're trying to fix when that's the symptom. It's not the real sickness. Yeah. So, and so sometimes there can be similar symptoms, but different sicknesses. So people, let's say gangs, people get in gangs for different reasons, mm -hmm. but some get in to belong. 
And if you're trying to fix the gang issue without fixing the belonging issue, you're not going to cover much ground. So I think just kind of trying to deepen the relationship with him, developing that relational equity, just showing that you love him, that you care, that you invested, that you're willing to keep, you know, to be there with him and be there for him and keep asking questions that communicate to him. You really want to know how he's doing. Then hopefully then he's gets to the point at some point where he's able to give you a real answer. And then when you get a real answer, then you'll know what, if there's something you can do and what you could potentially do to deal with the root issue and not just the fruit. So I think the first step, is praying for God's grace and protection over him. And you try to build relational equity with him so that at some point he gives you the real. And once you get the real, you can actually deal with that issue instead of dealing with the fruit of it. Man, Mahogany, thank you so much for that question. That was a beautiful question. Mahogany, look like you at work. And also, yeah, I, I went ahead and I, I went ahead okay. and removed her off here. But yes, no, she is at work. She, look, first of all, she, the initiates, they like, I'm going to get this game regardless. Anywhere. I'm on the clock and Anywhere. I'm about to get this game because this young man needs some help. And I'm going to be honest, I've done that too. Like, that is, that is how we think, especially as men, even coaching men, we could definitely make that mistake because we can be very militant in how we approach things. So if we see something wrong, correct. Yeah. If we see something wrong, discipline. Yeah. If we see something wrong, address instead of, you know, peeling back the layers and actually identifying what that is. And I have, trust me, I have made mistakes in, in that way many times. So that's excellent feedback. You can actually uh, repel that person from you if you go about it the wrong way. You can do that or they'll just stop doing it in front of you. Mm. Yes. This is like, you know, I want you to stop doing it. I don't want you to just stop doing it in front of me. So, yeah. So th the approach that you take has a, has a lot to do with that. It's like, yo, do you do you want to fuss? Do you want to fuss and get your frustration off, or do you want to help it? Because now this to him, this environment is no longer safe. It's no longer safe. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna put on the front. Now you got. So I would imagine it's a lot of ladies that's looking to help the sons, the nephews, the cousins, and things like that. Because it's dope that she called. I'm not saying that he don't have an uncle that would have called in, but she's a woman calling in. How can a woman, you know, get her son, nephew, cousin, male cousin involved with some other strong men? Like what 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 kind of I mean, is it like just groups that she can point them at? Like how do you how can she incorporate another strong man into his life that he can model start modeling his life after? Yeah. So obviously low hanging fruit is family, but for some people, not that's possible. not it's, it's not, not possible. possible. It's not there. Uh next low hanging fruit for me is sports. Coaches, football teams, basketball teams, et cetera. So getting a kid in sports isn't always about that kid playing sports. Sometimes it's about getting him in relationship with other men. Yes. Who can be to him what he needs. So things like that are like, um, I think, super important. Church, obviously, right one, yeah. obviously. Um, but those are places that I would say like sports are huge. Um Churches are huge. And then there are all sorts of, I mean, unfortunately, it's not a lot of these it's anymore, not. but they used to have a, used to be like, there were so many different programs that used to exist and mm. yeah. big brother programs and mentorship programs. Like there, there were things that just existed to address some of this stuff in the community. It seems like those things are becoming more few and far between, but yeah. 
trying to find something like that, I think mentoring groups or programs in that community would also be an avenue I would tell people to explore. I like sports too, especially, I mean, even at 19, he can get involved in some kind of sports, some kind yeah. of flag football team, some kind of intramural team, something. Some rec league. Some rec yeah. league, yes. It's still yeah. opportunity. And boy, let me tell y'all, when I tell you, it is popping back here backstage. Uh -oh. It is popping backstage. Ron put the right link back here, and it's absolutely going crazy I did good today. today. I did good today. <laughs> so let me tell you, we're going to bring somebody else up here. We actually got Christina. I'm about to bring you to the stage. Stay ready. All right, Christina, welcome to the stage. Please give me your name, your location, and your question. Hello, my name is Christina, and I'm in Virginia Beach. And okay. my question is, if you are starting a business, should you focus on starting your business? Hold on, hold or on. Or should you date? <laughs> or should you put that off until you get your business build it up? That's a great question. And the answer is, to me, it depends. Interesting. Right? Because some people say, wait, don't date, go all in on the business and build that up. Yeah. I'm going to say that depends on whether or not you can build it by yourself. Sometimes a person you date brings to the table some mm. skill set, some, some, perspective, some perspective and some resources you don't have that can actually help you build it. So what I would say is, generally speaking, you want to go all in on building it. And this is why, especially for a woman. And I know yes. we say this a lot for men, but especially for a woman, because if you go all in on building it and let's say it's successful, now the financial variable is taken out of the equation when it comes to your choosing who you want to date. Mm. Now, if money is like, if, a, if him having money is a prerequisite for you, it's just because you want him to have money. Not you have to have somebody that has money. So now you can choose somebody because you want them, not because you need them. So I would encourage you to, because that's what, I, I don't have a daughter. That's what that's 100% what I would tell my daughter. Though. Got you. All right. Now, here's the flip side of that. The flip side is what I said earlier. And that is there may be somebody that comes along in the process of you building. That actually helps you build. And when I say helps you build, that's not always directly being involved with the with the business. That might just be something that they bring to you and that they add to you that helps you be a more focused, uh, a more optimistic, you know, a more faith filled version of yourself. And you're able to accomplish more. So I just think you need the discernment to see, is this person company in this season or are they an asset to what I'm actually trying to do? And if they're company, you can wait on that. You can spend the block. If it's an asset, then I think you need to be open. I like that. I actually... Um, um, actually read a book some time ago radical candor by kim scott i love that book excellent book and yeah. she just for context she's a hot she was a high level executive with like apple google you know big time big big time in the business world now the book has really nothing to do with relationships it's really business and how to transparently communicate to mm -hmm. your team but she did mention that the transparency goes beyond the business it also goes to you and your personal mindset and she talks about how she was in a place where she knew she wanted to start a family. But what she had to do was sacrifice the business as business growth 
so she can have this exponential growth in her family. And she talks about you making the decision because you can build the family and you could have the yeah. business going, but you got to make a conscious decision for which one you're going to invest in to have exponential growth. So she said it hurt her professionally, but she said, I really wanted this family. So I focus on build, having, I think it was two kids she had, mm-hmm. writing the best-selling book, mm-hmm. Radical Candor, which I'm speaking about now. And she said she had to take a step back, but she knew that if she took the time to build the family, she was going to always come back to that opportunity to then invest in the business. And I think that's what a lot of people think. I think sometimes even the most creative of us, even the most ambitious of us, we can still get stuck with having a scarcity mindset. And we think, man, we got this really big opportunity. I don't want to leave this behind, because, and I, but I still also want to do this. But the actuality or the reality of the situation is, is that if you've done excellent, and you have a, you've been habitually excellent, where you've created these multiple opportunities, then that's not going to stop just because you decide to put the business down for family right now, yeah. right? Once you get that popping and you have accepted that you're going to have exponential growth in one and just coasting and linear growth in the other, you can always chill here once you get to where you want and then go mm-hmm. back to the next one. So just keep that in mind that you can do both. Yeah. Right. But you have to make a conscious decision and be transparent with yourself, which one you're going to aim for exponential growth in and which one you're going to be comfortable and just let cruise in the meantime. Hey, Christina, that was a really great question. Okay. Thank you so much for coming up here and asking. All right. Let me, let me tell you, it's interesting because that actually is something we don't talk about much because, you know, the thing about it is we are raising young ladies on a regular basis. And young ladies are tasked with the decision to have to invest in different directions. And especially depending on what she wants to build, it might pull her further away, whether, you know, due to building a business or professionally, away from investing at all in finding that soulmate. And I don't hear as much talk about that. And what most of the ladies actually say, what typically happens is their parents usually are saying, go get that degree. Don't focus on these boys. Focus on getting this. Focus on this. And as soon as she graduate and get the job, they're like, where the babies? <laughs> so she usually gets super confused because she's like, yo, y'all been telling me don't deal with these boys for so long. Focus on this. Focus on this. And as soon as I get it, it's like, where the babies at? Yeah. And I think that's why what I said earlier is so important to me, at least. And that is that discernment. The difference between recognizing, all right, this is somebody in my life. They cool, but they just company versus nah, this is kind of somebody that's special and and i don't know when a person like this or if a person like this is going to circle back in my life again Mm -hmm. and so you got to have that discernment to know when to kind of um be open and flexible to whenever that person chooses to come in and come into your life because it's like i met my wife in college Mm. you know what i'm saying that's dope. Yeah. So I'm like, so we college sweethearts. So if she would have, or I would have waited, if she would have waited, I would have waited. We could have went in two completely different directions. Right. But I knew she just wasn't company. And she knew I just wasn't company. Right. Does that make sense? Like I yeah. knew that there, there was a real and genuine interest here. I saw something special in her. Hopefully she saw something special in me. And I was willing to make that adjustment. But um, I'm going to say this as a pastor, I don't think the parents wrong 
who take that approach. They're not wrong. What's what's the survivability rate of most marriages? Oh, it's low. Oh, 50% at this point? Is yeah. that what it's at? A hundred percent. Yeah. 50%. Yeah. So. Bringing in reality right now. Statistical yeah. evidence right now. Yeah. So if she's done nothing to position herself to be able to fend for herself, if she fall in that 50%, who going to have to swoop back in? Parents. So. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's why I say the discernment is important. Like, yo, go and make sure you're positioning yourself as an adult to be responsible for yourself. Then at the same time, be open for when a potential soulmate can come into your life. And if that person comes in early, great. Then yeah. make space and make room for that person. If that person comes in late, cool, fine. But if you're going to press pause on everything, please make sure. You press and pause for the right one. Mm. Facts. That's mm. a fact. Because in my line of work, I see the other side. Does that make sense? It I does. see when it don't go. I see when it goes bad. Mm. And I see the 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 repercussions of it, of what happens when it goes bad. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, no, no. He'll just give her alimony. Okay. If you think that's the way it works. They're going to be fighting that, right? <laughs> what? Oh, right. What? Yeah. It's a, and it's, that's if that brother got something to give. <laughs> exactly. Great point. Exactly. Well, uh, speak, uh, speaking of that, the good news is I actually got a brother that want to come up here and talk to us We today. need that. So we, we got a brother. That. This is what I want y'all to do, though. Make sure y'all are not too far from your microphone so the sound is good when we bring y'all up here. Yes. Make sure you're not far from your microphones when we bring you up here so the sound can be nice and crisp, guys, or as crisp as it could possibly be. All right, we actually, I need, matter of fact, I need all of my initiates to go buy a mic. Right, just in case <laughs> we can have the best sound. So go buy y'all no, a mic. But right? I do want to give a shout out to the initiates because y'all are doing an excellent job with looking good and looking looking presentable and, and right on these calls. So shout out to y'all. Big shout That's out excellent. to my initiates. So right yeah. here. That can't be we, embarrassing that song in front of Dr. Darius like that. It looked like we got street media TV coming up here. What's up, brother? How you living, man? Hey, what's going on? Y'all can hear me, right? Oh yeah, we, we loud we, and clear. Hey, we can hear you nice, hey, loud I, and clear, brother. I, Give I, me I, I like these kind of conversations because for um for like the last ten years I've been online talking about this kind of stuff. Um, and it's hard to really find in black sectors like these kind of conversations. Um, I've been I'm twenty I'm forty eight. I've been married twenty years. Wow, and, congratulations! Yeah, and I always talk about married in the climate, you know, in the black community where being married is actually hard. Cause they don't, you know, it's not promoted. I want to ask the pastor. I want to ask him a real question. Um, how long you been married, brother? Twenty three years. Twenty three years. I've been married twenty years. I'm gonna ask you the question, but I'm asking you this question for the audience. Uh, how long? How long was you married when you finally learned how to be married? It's a great question, brother. Mrs. Daniels is watching right now. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say, from my perspective, I don't know how she would answer this. I'm going to say probably 10. Oh, man, I'm glad you said that. The same here. It took me 10 years, years to learn how to be married. And can I just say this one thing, why I say that? It took me 10 years to learn how to cater to my wife's ever-changing emotions to get out of her what I needed from her. But it took me 10 years to understand that. Mm. Yeah. Took me 10. 
I don't want brothers to get scared away and think he's going to take y'all 10. Yeah. I think me and this brother both got married very young too. Mm-hmm. Both got married in our twenties. Yeah. So there was some learning about ourselves that we had to do. That's just probably some general maturing that we had to do. But yeah, I would say, yeah, I'd say probably years. 10. And, and when you wow. say, and just, just to be clear for, um, for you, Dr. Daniels, you're talking about 10 years. What were some of those fundamental things that you feel like you had to get under your belt that took 10 years so we can make it a little bit more practical? Because he he described it as being married. Yeah. But being married, what? how do you define that? What were those things that you had to be equipped with? Yeah. So I think um, kind of even to his point, I, I think one of the things were, for me, it took me kind of like 10 years to get to the point where I wasn't demonizing my wife's differences. So it's like, um, what do I mean by that? Not like that I was insulting the differences, but it's like, you know, sometimes somebody can need something relationally that you don't need and you don't take it as serious because you don't need it. Mm. And so it's almost like you can judge them for needing it. Mm. It's like, why you need that? Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, you need affection. Why do you need so much sex? 100%. Yeah. So it was like, um, took me like 10 years to wrap my head around like, okay, yo, the way you feel about intimacy, Darius, what that does for you, this does that for her. She's not you. So, so that's an example of, that's one area where I feel like it kind of took me at 10 years to kind of accept that, not judge that and be willing to go all in on learning how to give her that in a way that wasn't like, can I, allegedly, can I, you know what I mean? But let me I, go on for you. <laughs> can, I ask, can I ask this? Was it, um, cause I'll say this for me. Um, it took me, to, I, I had to learn how to hear her voice or her, her knees outside of my own ego. A hundred percent. Wow. Yes. Cause when they express some of their needs, you hear, I'm not meeting it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Does right, that make sense? That. Right. Yeah. Shut me down. It sounds like inadequacy. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. It's like okay. I need some affection. You hear, I ain't affectionate. Mm. You you they say I want to be wanted. You hear, I'm failing at making you feel wanted. What you, mm. you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like a bad grade. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. And so um yeah, that's that's I've never heard it put that way. That's an amazing way to put it, though. Wow. Yeah. Yo, first of all, and what's your name, brother, by the way? Uh, jo- uh, George Macon, Street Media TV. Yo, George Macon, thank you so much for coming up here. Amazing questions, brother. Please. Street Media and Initiate. Do me Shout a, out to you, man. Yo, listen, absolutely, bro. Thank you so much for being. Uh, I see you consistently in the chat. Thank you for being up here. Please don't make this the last time you come up here and, and, and chat with us. Okay, brother? Uh, yeah, we need more conversations like this. Can I just say one thing? I'm going to go. Just one thing. Well, yeah, what's up, brother? I just I would just say uh, most of us come into marriages, the men and the women, not knowing how to be married. So a lot of us learn how to in the black community. We learn how to be married while being married. So so she had to learn how to be married to me and cater to my needs, too. It went both ways. But I heard my pastor say I I died to my own ego. And when I started to listen more, I got more out of her. She began to change. So it only took one of us. And our, our marriage for the last 10 years has been great. So I say it, say it that way. 
Man, much love to you, brother. Facts. Much love, man. Shout out to the to the to the, the wise brothers calling in. Hey. He's been married for 20 plus years. Y'all, That's amazing. Y'all see the kind of initiates we got up in here. You see the brothers that we got. <laughs> Only the strong man. Only the strong man. He was so strong, he didn't even come up here and follow the rules of what you're supposed yeah. to do when you come on here, all right? Yeah, we need to get so- one of them chairs. Yeah, he got one of them Lamborghini chairs. We need to yeah. get something like that. I'm not, I'm not shooting content. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah no doubt. Facts, man. And that, that that was actually beautifully said. Most of us actually figure out how to be married while we in marriage. Yeah. And it's so crazy, man, for me and Ryan, because we was talking about this a few months ago. We was like, man, the conversations that we have right now, because me and Ryan are not married yet. Right. We like brothers usually only figure this out at the level and the depths we figuring it out. The brothers usually when they're already in turmoil. Right. If then. Mm. I'm saying in my in my experience, they rarely figure it out at all. Rarely figure it out at all. Yeah. And if so, yeah, it's it's turmoil. It's crisis. Crisis. Yeah. Now they want to le- now we want to lean in and figure out how to be a better husband. Yeah. Wait, hey. wait. How, how, how do you do this communication thing? Oof. Hey, I'm a- <laughs> I already know you see it. I already know when they when they come see, to you, it's I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm gonna give y'all this. I'm gonna get y'all to see you. You come on this podcast. You just, you just, you just give it all. Absolutely. <laughs> this is something that I, I train. So inside my Made Man program, it's kind of the only space that I've. I don't even know if I should say this publicly, but I. It's the only space that I kind of shared this, because this is what happens, right? In my line of work, I have a perspective. Me and counselors have a perspective on the reality of relationships that very few people have because when it go good we see it and when it all go bad we see it so one of the things i'm like super on men about (laughs) this this might this might shake up the chat a little bit (laughs) i'm super on men about is like yo i just want to tell you whatever you think you capable of she capable of So you just need to know that. Mm. That's scary. Okay. I'm going to leave it at that. And so when I say, meaning not doing exactly, but what, not doing exactly what a man will do, but this whole idea that when it comes to like cheating, Mm -hmm. that the scales are so massively tilted toward men. It is a cultural fallacy it's not true now i'm not saying it's 50 50 but it ain't 80 20 i'm i'm telling you that and more brothers need to know that not that there's any excuse there's never any excuse but there are reasons that contribute to people being vulnerable and so so many brothers are so dismissive sometimes of women's needs and i and so inside, I mean, I wouldn't say this in general, but like inside that made man program, I'd be like, if you keep slipping, you're going to be coming to see me. That's like the principle. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> keep slipping. Keep slipping. You'll be coming to see me. Oh, and that ain't where you want to be. Mm. It's not where you want to be, brother. Yeah. Because at that point of, of neglect in a relationship, so much damage has been done. Like you coming, everybody coming in there bleeding. Yeah. Wounds open. 
Somebody probably done been up inside your woman. Yeah, that's 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 way extreme there. <laughs> I'm just a, saying. That's the sixth level of disrespect. I'm just, yeah, but, but yeah, see, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just saying. But it is possible, and guys think it's it's not, and so they dis they're dismissive. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, fellas, all right, you got to take these needs seriously. Oh just like goodness. you want her to take yours seriously. Yeah. You got to take hers, yours, because she might not go to the extent of. I'm not even going to repeat it. She Are might not go to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It might not go there, but like, yo, you it might could still get, get crazy. It could get crazy. It could get emotional attachments. It so, could get the, the you know, the coworker at work and mm-hmm. they at lunch together. And, and see, that's the, the thing texting about. The and all of that. And that's like. And see, the thing about the ladies, too, the ladies don't reach very far when they go to cheat. It's not some random dude that you never heard of. It's somebody that is a coach, a friend. It's somebody that's around. It's proximity. Yeah. It's proximity based. And it's because it, and it, that's a, and that's the thing. Oh, y'all don't even want to talk. Let's not talk. <laughs> don't get dark tonight. Give me nightmares. We talk. We talk about soulmates. Come on, right, 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 right. It's, it's not dark. Brothers need to hear it though. That's the Brothers reality to, of relationship. Reality of relationship. It really is. And no, you don't. You you shouldn't. Nobody should have to love anybody out of fear. You shouldn't have to behave in a. You don't need to be, try to behave in a way to keep you to keep your partner faithful. Right. Yet at the same time, you need to understand that when there is constant neglect, that constant neglect increases vulnerability. That is just a fact. And anybody under the right slash wrong set of circumstances is capable of doing what they would normally do. What they said they'll never do. Listen mm-hmm. to the pastor. Cause this, this is my job. Mm. I'm telling y'all, this is what it is. Is infidelity something that typically you see regularly happen when things get to that point? I'm not going to say regularly happen when they, I think it, um, I think it depends on the, the person. It depends on the extent of it. So I wouldn't say regularly happen. I would say very rarely. Now, sometimes there are like other issues. People are just compulsive, immature addictions, but when that stuff is not the case, generally speaking, when it happens, some neglect has happened somewhere. And it's it's a buildup. So it's not like you is it, this happens over time. Shout out to uh, the good brother Tariq Nashi, who was a legend in the game. Tyshawn actually introduced me. This is when he did the Mac lessons. Yeah. He came up with the seven levels of disrespect for women. But it's all contingent upon how you're treating that woman. Mm. And the levels go higher and higher. The sixth level is infidelity. But I mean, it's five other, you know, things that are, that are taking place yeah. way before it gets to that point. In. If, yeah. Yo, I'm, I'm going to tell you when my spidey senses start. So it, it, this was not only my experience. I was at an event. This was a church conference in like 2014. And I'm having lunch. My pastor was actually there. So we having lunch like in between breaks or whatever. And my pastor's wife has to go walk through the convention center to do something. So I'm sitting there talking to my pastor and the lady, uh, his wife comes back and some of the guys that had walked with her just to make sure she was good, came back. They was upset. And it was like, Pastor, I thought I was about to have to, you know, rock somebody. <laughs> it, it was, he was like, what happened? He was like, man, these dudes, it's a church event. 
it kept saying stuff to your wife and you know to da 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 da. And uh, so he just leans back and he started laughing. I'm mad. You know what I'm saying? He's laughing. And then he looked at me, he said, they ain't told her nothing, I ain't told her this morning. He told me that in 2014, I'll never forget it. I was like, what? He said, they hadn't told her anything I hadn't told her this morning. That's why I tell her that every day. I was like, what? He says, you want to treat your woman in a way where if she do something, it's because she greedy, not because she needy. Mm, that's a bar. Damn. That's a bar. <laughs> that is a bar. He told me that in 2014. Because she greedy, not because she needy. Because she greedy, not because she needy. He said, I was like, but that's that's your wife. That's the first lady. He said, that's a woman first. Oh, my God. I say that all the time. That's a woman first. And he said, so I'm going to make sure that I'm always doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So if she ever do something, it's because she greedy, not because she needy. Mm. He told me that. And they looked at me and said, remember, she a woman first. Switch the whole game for me. How many greedy women in the chat right now? <laughs> <laughs> Put greedy in the chat right now if you want to. <laughs> so I, I like, listen, I'm going to stay on my boyfriend energy. That's applicable to both. One hundred percent. Wait, what's the boyfriend it's energy? Big boyfriend energy for life. What's the wait, what's the boyfriend the energy? Same stuff that you do when you in when you boyfriend when you're trying to court it when you're trying to get it when you're trying to make a fall. That's the energy I'm on. Mm. Like I remember, I think it was like last year sometime. I was getting ready to go some out of town somewhere, and then she didn't stand at the door and cry. I came back. I, I, like I, I, um. I'm in the, whatchamacallit, getting ready to go to the airport. I was like, I'm slipping. She didn't cry. Wow. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> oh, no, no, like, no, 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 no. I'm slipping. We, we just like talked that. about that. She didn't cry. I'm I slipping. Like that. No, you're right. Because she was not longing for you, like, she, at that point. Like, she was like, okay, see ya. Oh, what, you used to me? Oh, yeah. you used to this, huh? Have a safe you, trip. You used to this. Yeah, love you, baby. Kiss out of there. See you when you get back. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. I'm slipping. Yes, that does mean you're yeah. slipping. And you, you know cry. what? A brother would easily miss that. <laughs> yep. Easily miss that. How do you when keep her crying every time you leave? Exactly. When your lady start being too logical, too understanding. Yeah. You know, you tell her, I'm going to call you in an hour, and she actually wait for you to call her in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem. That is a problem. And I, I think a lot of men don't even pick up. Yeah, see, I didn't know Dr. Darius was a Mac. I should have known. <laughs> I should have known. It's big boyfriend energy. Oh, dear it. It's big boyfriend energy. And I'm gonna tell you, here, here's a here's a play, bro. It's if you got 12 different women that barely know you falling, I ain't even really impressed with that. They don't know you. If you've been with her 20-something years and she cry when you leave. Mm. You on something iconic, bro. <laughs> Yo, pass my hoodie, man. Yeah. Super iconic. Yeah. Change hoodies, bro. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the flex. Cause the high is gone. The high is gone. Yeah. She know everything about you. She seen you at your worst. And it's like, what's after twenty something years? She's sober and crying. What? That's the flex. So yeah, I'm on. I'm and that's so that's what I, I yo stay on big boyfriend energy, like yes, cry. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I like, so I mean, for you to do that though, you got to switch the game up. You got to make sure you still get, getting your, your you diversifying your drip. You really got to level up the game. Level up the That's game. Really what it is. You got to just be doing better. You got to switch up the routine every now and then. You got to maintain being in the gym. It's a lot of work that come with that. Because 100%. to keep to keep something for a span of time and to, to treat it even more special over and over and over again. To not let familiarity plague you. You know, it's so crazy because there was this young man, he hit me up and he started asking me about the city of Atlanta. And I was telling him all these things he could do. I'm like, bro, you could go here, you can go here. It's crazy. <laughs> now, you know, he's like, what you doing? Like, nah, I don't know. I'm like, bro, what you talking? I started telling him all the things in the city. I'm telling him places I ain't never been. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized. When I go to different cities, I'm this I'm this adventurous dude. Like when it's new, when it's new, every interaction I'm is a, golden. I, I'm a I'm like a oh man, door to explore in a new city. But in my city, when it's familiar to me, I don't even it's familiar. I don't even do all the new things I could. I don't even have the best experiences that I could have with what I have right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And we do that all the time, especially with our partners. Yeah. I've had, I mean, my longest relationship was three years and she was old. Man, it got old. Yeah. We got very familiar in a three-year span. Yeah. So that's a major flex. Yeah. Uh, I do also think it's a little easier for me because of my line of work. Mm-hmm. So, because I deal with people all the time, I see how special what I got is. So that helps me fight against familiarity in a different kind of way. Absolutely. Right? Reference. Because I, I know she ain't out there. You understand what I'm I get saying? It. Like, I get yeah, it. I, 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 hadn't ran, I hadn't ran into another one of her. <laughs> so it's You a, got thousands <laughs> of people in the congregation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> thousands. You feel what I'm saying? That's dope. Right. So it's like, dope. it's like, ah, uh, nah, she's a keeper, fam. She's a keeper. So it's a little, little easier because my appreciation for her, um, is high because I see how rare she actually is. Mm. So I, you know, yeah, I, 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 I want to be that. Cause if I don't have a, she a catch, bro, she a catch. Somebody gonna scoop that right on up, and they, it's gonna be big boyfriend energy. Oh my gosh! How do you avoid that though? For a brother that might be struggling with that, like he, and I, I asked this before because. It, it can plague you in different ways. Like you could just, you know, not necessarily be even that sexually interested, you know, anymore. You know, you could just not date anymore like you used to. For somebody, it, but you get this frame of reference consistently seeing these couples and mm-hmm. this, you know, you get that. Mm-hmm. What does a brother have to do to bring that spark back, to bring that boyfriend energy spark back? What can he do if he's in that spot in his relationship? A lot of times people attribute that energy to newness. That's part of it. But some of it is not newness. Some of it is during the new stage, there were things you were doing that you just stopped. And if you go back to revisiting those things, sometimes that recreates the spark. So in the new stage, what are y'all doing? You're talking. You're checking in. You're learning each other. The problem is when you've been with a person a while, you think they the same person that they were when y'all first got together. So now you're not continually learning. 
So does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So it's like in that situation, the spark does not come back first. The habits come back first. So you start with the habits and then the habits will bring the spark. The spark, once the spark is gone, it never magically reappears. You got to do the things to recreate the spark and the feelings and then the feelings will actually catch up. Because really that in love feeling, which William Harley calls romantic love, is really not something that's just like magical per se. It's a consequence of needs being met. So if I'm rediscovering in this season of my wife's life what those needs are and she's rediscovering what my needs are and we're willing to serve each other by saying if I meet your needs and you meet my needs, then our needs in the relationship are met. Then those met relational needs create that in love feeling, that spark mm. in, in the relationship. Um, and so that's why I'm going to say this too. You know how I mentioned earlier how I, how, how I would advise against anybody that's not like spiritual. I would advise against anybody that's not humble. Because if you're not humble, mm. When I become a different version of me and I need something different, your pride won't allow you to serve what I need in this season. Mm. Shout out to you too, because you, you you well read. You dropping that books. You you got you was on radical candor with that uh Willer Hartley. That's uh his knees, her knees. His knees, her knees, which yeah. we recommend. That's oh, a tremendous book. Did a whole episode on that joint. Yeah. yeah. Amazing book. Yeah. Man, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take one more. I'm gonna take one more for the initiation hotline tonight. I and just, get those I super chats in because listen, we listen, we just can't be having celebrities on here. And they, y'all, <laughs> y'all gonna think they're gonna spend all night with us. Absolutely. We got a finite amount of time with Pastor Darius Daniel. So please send over those super chats and get y'all questions in. Like I said, we got a master and he is at work tonight. He is addressing the initiates, giving us what we need. So please send over those super chats and take this last one. Who you got? Who you got in there? So it looks like I'm actually going to take this young lady here, Jalayla. I'm going to go ahead and take Jalayla here. Jalayla is, uh, is an initiate. And if, uh, yes, Jalayla's an initiate. And she was actually waving here saying, me, 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 me. That's yes, dope. I saw you. I saw you. What's up, Jalayla? What's popping? I'm doing good. Um, Yeah, my name is Jalea. Um, I'm 20 oh, years okay. old. Okay, there 20. you go. And, um, I was gonna ask the age. Give me your age and location. You're 20 years old. And I'm in Virginia. And uh, it really resonated with me when you were talking about like college sweethearts and everything, because um, I've been dating a guy for two years um, since my freshman year of college. And uh, I just wanted to ask, um, because for me, uh, he's like my best friend and we do everything together. But I don't know for sure if that's if um, if we if I really want to continue more. So I still like I still love him. But. I don't know for sure if love, love is what I have. And I would just want to know, like, well, how do I know the difference? And um, kind of like, how did you know who you had was who you wanted for the rest of your life? Because I know he's ready for marriage, but I don't know about my, for myself. Wait, he's ready for. Wait, wow. He, he told you. How old is he? Oh, he's 21. He's 21. Like, and he he's, told you he's ready yeah. for marriage. Wow. Yeah. These brothers are different. 
Well, no, no, that's that's, that's the old that's the old way, right? Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah but we yeah, in twenty twenty three. Ain't no old way. This 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 twenty twenty three. But but go ahead, please. Wait, can I just say I'm shocked that we got a twenty year old watching. First the of program. all, Jalela, I'm so proud of you for being twenty. Incredible. Year. Do you know what twenty year olds are watching? <laughs> at 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 nine fifty p.m. at night. <laughs> And you're here on a school night watching hot man. Let me, Jalela, you are going to be very special. But I, I'm gonna let go, I'm gonna go Thank ahead and, and, and let my man talk here. Yeah, so the marriage thing is a different conversation, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's a different conversation. But as it relates to um, your first question, it's like really simple. I think I went through that a little bit with my wife when I was in college. It was really simple for me. It was when I didn't know if I was in love, love like that, it was really simple. And that is, was I okay with her not being with me and being with somebody else? Mm. And the answer to that was no. So that's how I knew that even if I didn't have the euphoria at that particular moment, I had a bond and a connection with her that was much deeper and stronger than like those fragile euphoric feelings. I imagine the rest of my life without her and how did I think I would feel and her spending the rest of our life with somebody else. And I was like, nah, that's not it. And so for me, that's an exercise I would encourage you to engage in. I don't feel like anybody should succumb to the pressure to get married before you're ready. Yet at the same mm -hmm. time, I don't know if I throw something special away just because I don't feel butterflies in this season. Because mm. you're not always, you're not always going to have those. Now, I do, I, you know, I, I do have to add my own little part two in this question, because I really want to know, what do you think is age appropriate for marriage? Nowadays? Nowadays. Obviously, there's some exceptions. Generally speaking, nowadays, because I have a son. Right. Right. That's 21. I would probably want him to be between 30 and 35. Oh, 30 and 35. Now, is that the same for men? I'm not and saying women? that for her. <laughs> is that the same for men and women? Or do you do you do you put more pressure on men to do a little bit more time? Yes, I put a little, I will, yeah. So sweet spot for him. I'm like, oh, if you're around 35, that would be sweet for you. Her probably around 30. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And is that that's that's because of age and children and things of that particular nature yes nowadays it's uh there are a lot of reasons for that i won't go into all of that but like, <laughs> yeah yeah nowadays it's uh things are a little bit different and i think um people probably need a little bit more space to mature grow find themselves establish career those kinds of things. So it take it takes takes people a little bit longer to get their footing now. Oh yeah, and, and you, you, you know what? what I'm you, you I know, know exactly what you yeah. mean. Listen, twenty, yeah, twenty one marriage. I don't know. About and, and that see, one. and here's a big thing too with culture. I think that's a we. I don't know. We we don't talk about. I don't think we have talked about how this may have affected us in this way. But I think now with us having access to social media and media in general. And us seeing the world through this lens, I think that has taken our grasses greener complex to the next level. Yeah. 100%, like this, yeah. us thinking we're missing out on something or we can't access something that we're looking at all day long. 
has given us this innate ability to want to explore more than ever before, so much so that if you have something great, we literally might not even be able to be present in it and experience it at its fullest because we're so concerned with exploring this thing we feel like we need to see. And I do think that it is this level of exploration and adventure that just as a culture, we just have to, to some degree, almost figure out is not really there mm-hmm. to now come to see that this is really what is greater. Cause and even in my, oh, that's my personal testimony. Now, Ryan talking about last night, I did tell him that like, yo, actually, you know what, with a lady, I will be greater actually. Right. <laughs> I'm, 30, I'm 30 years old. Like, you know what? You know, one of them, one of them, one of them women's so, you know, that, that actually would make me <laughs> great. need one of those. <laughs> I'm 30. Yeah. I wasn't saying this at 20. Yeah. That's why, yo, you, you, I'm not putting this on you, but the fact that you even on here, you might be one of them exceptions because mm. your brain is wired in a way Different. to even have interest to be here right now. You're, you're in a very different space and you are extremely special. And, and that's, oh. Go ahead. Oh, and um, so because that's something that I also have problems with as well as because I have a harder time creating connections with people because I tend to be a lot farther than everyone else in my um, age range. So it's kind of like I have a hard time really building connections. So I feel like, too, he's the only one, like my only friend and the only person I was able to build a connection with to this extent. And so it's kind of it's a hard thing for me to be able to really tell like is he the one for me or is it just that he's the first person I can really create a deep connection with mm, mm. now I don't know the answer to that that's a right. great observation she no, is introspective yeah, yeah, that's, that <laughs> is a very very insightful observation I will say this though only friends can keep vows so the marital vows can only be kept by friends mm. better or worse friends do that Rich or poor, friends do that. Sickness, health, friends do that. So that friendship component is a very foundational component of a marriage. Now, you need more than that, but that's not just something I would just dismiss. But, yeah, I'm very confident she's going to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and Jalayla. Because I know that your, your, your guy's expressing that he's emotion. He's ex- verbally expressing that he's ready mm-hmm. for marriage. But... I'm sure Dr. Daniels Daniels would agree. It's a lot of it's a lot of checks that he's gonna have to check right, off to make right. sure he's he don't even, actually he, ready for marriage. He don't even know what he's saying he's ready for, to exactly. be honest. <laughs> right. <laughs> because guess what? He ain't no hardly initiated watching with you. <laughs> right. right. Red flag. No, no, <laughs> Let me tell you this though. I want you to send us an mm-hmm. email at info at hardlyinitiated.com. If you have any questions, send us an email. You officially my little sister now. So mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure we take care of you. Any questions you got, I want to make sure you do this thing right. All right? Thank my, you. My, I appreciate my, it. I love y'all content. Love and, you too. And it's, it's for you. <laughs> yeah. But this is a, this is something my coach used to tell me at a young age for sports, but I think it applies here. He used to say, do it right, do it light, do it wrong, do it long. All right? I love it. <laughs> so let me tell you something. I love it. I want you to do it right so you can do it light. Well, much love. And just stay tuned in, Jalela, okay? Almost. Eight, okay, so got- thank you, we appreciate you. Almost 1,800 people in the chat, by the way. And uh, we got a, a few more minutes, right? Yes, sir. Just a few. We, we got a couple of super yes, chats. Sir. We're going we, we to hang in there. And, guys, I wanted to tell you all this, too, which blew me away. Uh, we're taking a look at our analytics, right? Just taking a look at who's watching us, making sure we want to take care of them. 
And we saw that only 75% of our listeners are U.S. based. Wow. Only oh, got a strong international. Crazy. Yeah. Guys, this is this is this is insane. We talk about the UK, Canada, South Africa, Jamaica, Kenya, Trinidad and Tobago, Nigeria, Bahamas, Australia, Netherlands, Germany, Barbados, Ghana. Guys, we we blowing up. We going international. So I want you and I saw that we had Marlene. She said, listening from London, I want you to drop your city and country in the chat right now give us an idea of where you are listening from and i want to go ahead and get this super chat going you cool with that ty let's do it we about to hit two we about to hit a record tonight we about to hit two thousand people in the chat we've never done that you know i, I don't know what killing. you listen no. no no we did just we did the two remember we did the three we just did three it was three yeah with with uh tg just, I thought that was, oh you oh my gosh that was three yes but That's this is a whole thousand behind no no two is a lot Oh my God. Two is a lot. Great. But go ahead. Shout out to TW. Shout out to Lisa Buck and Bianca McMillan, all for sending super chats or joining the Initiate family. Shout out to Kathy Wood. Shout out to Kathy, man. I love Kathy. She says, How should I respond to meeting men I date who say, You don't need a man? You already got everything. Is this I, regular, Kathy? Are they saying? <laughs> that is crazy. I don't even know if you should respond to those kind of men. I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't know what you can tell them because obviously the woman they're looking for is a woman that needs them in a different kind of way. Yeah. Like more tangible or something like that. Because I'm assuming if they're saying she's got everything, they're probably talking about finances and things of that particular nature. And that's just the case, man. We we had, um, I don't know if you ever read this and I would, I think you would love this book. Uh, shout out to G.S. Youngblood. He wrote the book, The Masculine in the Relationship. No, I haven't read that one. And he just details what a strong woman is. And it sounds like Kathy is, that's applicable to Kathy. It's a woman who has the basic needs covered. So a woman is not looking for basic needs. She's not looking for transportation, food, <laughs> shelter. She already got that, right? Yeah. So you're going to have to step your game up, fellas, and bring something completely different. That dumb basic needs don't make her cry anyway, bro. Exactly. That what you bring should make a cry when you leave. And it has nothing to do with basic A car needs. doesn't do that. You buy a car, she might cry once mm. when you give it to her. That's it. So uh, I think men need to see that you have more, more to bring to a woman than just me. I think that's one of the old school players used to say, it ain't on you. It's, it's in, in you. you. <laughs> it ain't on you, it's in you. That's a fact. That's really what it is. It's you really, ha you really being that guy. Yeah on the inside where your material items is not what draws or keeps that pull yeah. of your woman to you. It's nothing about what you own or what you have. In fact, if you lose everything, you still have that pull, which is heavy. Yeah. So Kathy, I, I, I agree with, with what, what the pastor is saying here that those guys, I just really wouldn't respond to is something that they miss. And now I would evaluate what kind of energy you giving off and, and how you're packaging what you got to offer. You know, if you're riding around that big body bins, you know, <laughs> might make him get a little nervous. You know what I mean? If he ain't got one. Yeah, if, if, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> if you ask him to pull up to the five bedroom, three and a half bath crib, you know, and you the only one living in it, that might make him a little worried. If, if he ain't got one. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then also, uh, especially for our women that are high, highly accomplished, it's this level of emotion that they don't give off. 
And a lot of times it takes a lot of time. And when you're in that dating process, those first one to five dates, if you're not giving him that high level of interest, that 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 longing that you want, you know, because some of some of these women have become so accustomed to thinking so logically mm. and they they begin to think that's better than how they used to think. You know, when I when I when I wasn't like this, you know, I was all emotionally all over the place. And, you know, I was driving myself crazy thinking about these men. But it's like that's actually what men like. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. We get frustrated by it. Right. It's yeah. annoying at times. But you heard what Dr. Darius Daniel says. He we said, want you to cry when you leave. We, that's what we want. No, we, baby, please. Don't yes. And sometimes are the, the women that have done so well for themselves, they have sheltered that level of emotion of emotion so much, whether it's trust issues or protection, that they're not quite comfortable with showing that. And they convince themselves that men are interested in that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know, he told me he was going to be gone for a week. So, you know, I just waited till he came back. No, we want that level of emotion. And the reason is, it's not because we want you to be tormented by emotion, mm. but it's because... That same emotion that drives us nuts and that can take our day from great to horrible and we can't even work thinking about you is that same level of emotional when 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 harnessed correctly can take a drowning man and give him life. So you have to be able to uh, express this level of emotion and trust, not all over the place when it's initial dating, but at least show that you capable of it. And that's the thing. And I think when a man sees that a woman has these things and she's communicating and thinking really logical and she's not really giving him that that uh, letting him know that she has that ability to trust and be open emotionally, then all of a sudden he's going to be a little turned off and he's may revert to, you know, you got everything. What you need me for? Yeah. You know, so I, I do think. Do a double take on those men, of course, but also maybe take a look at the energy that you present out there to see if if you are truly open for a masculine man to come in and, and be receptive of some leadership. Good game, good game, good game. Let's get the super chats going. We got to, we got. Do we have any more? Yeah, we got another one. Shout out! I got lost in this one real quick. Hold on, hold on. Check the family out, y'all. Please, y'all. It's all these folks in here. Just get us to a thousand likes real quick. We gotta go ahead and hit that thousand like button for us, so we can go yeah, we and get take, this just, thing just spread out this. all over YouTube. I need y'all to hit that for us. We're just gonna do this last one. We gotta get Dr. Darius out of here. Let's yes, see what we yes. got. I'm gonna be honest. I lost it. Oh man, yeah. the chat went too crazy. It's not on here. Listen, this is what I need y'all to do because it does do that. You know, we're going to always take care of you. Shout out to Montressa Franklin, who sent over the Super Chat, by the way. So, Montressa, all you got to do is send us something at M4 Harley Initiated. We're going to make sure we take care of you on the absolute next episode. And listen, man, I appreciate all of y'all. Y'all did a great job today on the Initiation Hotline. If y'all liking them video calls that we're doing in here, make sure you drop a thumbs up in the chat for me. Let me know that you like it. And unfortunately... I know y'all want to be. We still got some a few more people backstage. We're gonna close this thing out. Yes, that's the end of the initiation hotline today. But and I know when. And don't I forget like if we if I think I only missed one super chat. So if I miss your super chat, email us at info hardly initiated. We will absolutely make sure we take great care of you. I want you to do this real quick before we get up out of here. Go, Doctor Darius Daniels. If you could please, if you can please, give the people. That's probably looking for some uh, encouragement, or probably maybe have lost some hope that they'll they'll be able to find a soulmate. Give just give them some words, man. Just give the people some some closing words before we go ahead and send them a, about their way and, ha- and to to enjoy their night. Yeah, uh, well, 
the words that I would have to give, I know are probably words that people have heard already. And that is, you know, that there are, there are, there are certain things that you and I don't have control over. I have control over the person I become. I don't have control over when my person comes. So what I would say to anybody that's watching is to do your part to become the person that the person you're looking for is looking for. And I believe at the right time, in the right way, God will cause your, your path to cross. And you may feel like you're behind schedule now, mm -hmm. but when that connection takes place, then at that time you'll know this was actually the right time. I'm so grateful that there are certain things that didn't happen for me when I thought I was ready for them to happen. Mm. And that's my encouragement to you, man. Listen, that's the encouragement. And listen, man, shout out, shout out to my guests that bring us. <laughs> it's going to win the roll. We're on a roll right here. We are on a roll. <laughs> Let me go get mine real quick. Go ahead. Hey, start on them real quick. Yeah, look. And look. tell them about this brand, by the way, that your son has went ahead and started. Yeah, man. It's just really this whole idea about wearing something that means something. We just got tired of wearing stuff with other men's name on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You start thinking, you know what I mean? Right. And um, and so it's this whole idea of like, yo, no, let's wear something that means something. Let's live a life that's iconic, legendary, uh, iconic, which is le legendary and unforgettable, man. And so he's designed this brand and I'm wearing it because I believe in it, not just because it's my son and... He's a dope designer. He's he's put some dope stuff together. Well, look. Yeah. First off, I listen. If, if we guaranteed to wear wear, yeah. wear so, just <laughs> let him know if he wants some models and he want to get he want to get he want to get a hundred you know get thousands of views. Right. He give look. We good. And we I'm, good. And I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, we listen. We support our listen our people. So this, honestly, we might have it on next next episode. I got on, I got on TG brand right now. Right right now. And okay, and, and I want to let you know. Look, we love our initiatives too, man. For anybody that wants to also, you got a clothing brand. We want to find any way to support you. If we could just even wear it here for my members, y'all. All right. Look in our description. Is it is it in our about where we put our address, our postal address? Yeah, we put our email and postal address, everything in the about on the YouTube channel page. So you can always send us anything. We'll do our best to rock it. I'm a large, Ryan's a medium. Send your joints. We'll rock it in the episode. And we go about, you know, that that's just one way that we can support you guys. But man, thank you so much for this. Man. Big shout out to your yeah. son, man. 21 years old, putting together a clothing. I love that, man. Full so in full support. Shout now, out to you. And tell them, although we are appreciative, the initiatives, man, they they might be more on the greedy side than needy side, but right. Because <laughs> they, they in the chat, because this this is why I say this. Cause one, they one of them want an opportunity to get one of these sweatshirts, and two. They like what we I heard a scene come in. What, 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 what we about to wrap up right now? <laughs> <laughs> they accustomed to three to four hours. Though, That's but a I, fact. But I they told them, this different. This different. This Dr. Yeah. Darius Daniels. Okay, these these two is really four. Right, right. right. Listen, he charged a lot of money for two hours, y'all. Right, so right, so right. we 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 blessed for these two. I, it took eight months to get these two. So y'all better y'all better take this and say thank you, Dr. Darius Daniels. Right. Man, it's been right. great, brother. No, we absolutely, you, man. We, man. Love you, man. we, we appreciate you. We love you. We love everything that you do. And absolutely, I'm full support of everything that's going down. If y'all looking for a church home here in Atlanta, change church, look it up. It's truly this becoming a, a destination of Atlanta, even if, if, if it's not already. Absolutely. It is an absolute destination. Absolutely. So, again, for those people there, you got an option here. And as y'all already know, hard. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before I let y'all know, you guys, listen, 
this Friday special show. This Friday coming up. We've never done this before. We're doing a special live this Friday with Dr. Spirit. And this Friday is completely for you guys. We're going to be doing call-ins, uh, pretty much that entire episode just for you guys. We've never done it. And we're doing that in replace of the episode next Wednesday because we won't be live next Wednesday. We're going to let y'all be with y'all families. Yeah. But we're going to do it with Do uh, Dr. Spirit this Friday. 90% of that show is going to be questions facilitated by the audience. I yes. mean, live on camera. She's bringing her team. She says, I specifically want to address your audience, your initiates, whatever questions they have, I'm there. Yeah, so no clubbing on this this upcoming Friday, all right? Y'all yeah. going to be with Hardly Initiate this upcoming Friday. Get some which healing. we love that. And guess what? Y'all already know Hardly Initiated. We are out.